Hello, and you are now joining me on uh, Starcrossed Opinions. I am your host, Courtney, and I am a little bit hungover today. Um, we've all been there, we've all done that, so it's great. <laughs> but I have my energy drinks and water and all the good stuff, so it's great. I don't feel too bad, but you know, after a hangover, if you don't feel really, really shitty, you just feel seedy, you feel yuck. But on the plus side, I have have an actual structured topic I want to talk about today. I've actually written it down and everything, so I'm not just winging it today. Um, so first of all, a little bit of a recap. I had my two amazing cousins down here yesterday. Uh, went to work yesterday morning and then we ended up going out last night. I didn't go to sleep until the sun was coming up this morning. Um, and I had a few realizations last night. Realization number one is that heels, alcohol, and a wet floor does not mix. Story behind that is I was wearing these really high heels. I looked fabulous. Um, I was talking to some friends of mine. I obviously had a little bit too much to drink. Floor was slippery and yeah, I hit the deck. Today I am working with sore knees. Bruised knees, a few cuts and bruises, but I'll live all from hitting the deck, hitting a wooden floor as hard as I possibly could. But I got up and my friends cheered and laughed and I was like, yep, I'm good. I'm all good. And honestly, I didn't feel it last night, but I'm feeling it today. Um, another realization that I come to was some guys are absolute sleazebags, which isn't exactly a realization that I've recently come to. I'm sure I've known this for a very, very long time, but I'm going to state this on my podcast for the pure fact of how gross it was. So last night, um, you know, you got the typical walk past a guy and they check you out or they hit on you or whatever. Now this guy wasn't bad looking. He was quite cute from the shoulders down. Um, from the shoulders up, he looked about 40 and you could tell he was just cocky and he was just a dick so he eyed me off a few times and I just palmed it off ignored it anyway so uh, me and my cousin went to the bathroom and he stopped me like stopped both of us at the door and he did the typical like hey beautiful how you going and I was like yeah I'm good thanks how are you and he's like yeah yeah good um he's like are you available and before I even got to answer he's like you and me how about we go in here like you know follow me you me inside And I was like, no, I'm good, thank you. And then the next move, the next move was he just lifted his shirt up to show me his stomach and his abs. And he's like, how about now? Like, come on. A, I'm not available. And B, what a stupid cocky dick move. Like, you are a cocky cunt and it was just seriously unattractive. But he just lifted his shirt up and stood there with a porn star look on his face and he's like, how about now? And I just looked at him and I said, no. And I kept walking. So, (laughs) you know, like, what the fuck? And on that note of sleazy guys, you know, um, when me and my cousins first got to the pub, there was this guy who was all over this chick. So we assumed, okay, maybe they're together. We counted six different women over the course of the night. And this was, you know, 9.30 at night until maybe... Two o'clock in the morning, two, three o'clock in the morning. 
maybe even less, but yes, six different girls, six different girls that he was making out with, six different girls that he was grabbing their asses and being all over them, six different girls we counted, like, oh my God. (laughs) I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine, but geez almighty, this guy was just spreading himself out there. You know, he was just like butter on a bit of toast, just spreading it thin, putting it all the way to the corners. It was disturbing, absolutely disturbing, but hey, Again, you know, people need to let their freak flags fly. And boy, did he let his freak flag fly. Um, Yeah, so that was my night. Oh, and as I left the pub, I nearly got punched. We went to the service station for food after the pub. I was with one of my friends who is a big bulky fella. Anyway, he's 27 or 28 And this little 18-year-old decided to start shit with him and was just being an idiot. So I was pretty much in the middle being pushed and shoved backwards and forwards between these two people. And I was trying to get my mate out of it because I was like, look, you've got a good job. You've got a good life happening. You know, you don't need to ruin it because some dickhead 18-year-old that just wants to start shit because he's drunk. Anyway, so long story short, the guy that was trying to fight my mate, his brother, tried to fight me. And he was gay. So for some reason, he thought it was completely okay to try and fight me. Um, and accusing me saying that, you know, he's trying to get, like, he needs this guy to leave, rah, rah, rah. And I said, well, what do you think I'm trying to do? Never been so scared in my life, not going to lie. But I stepped up to the plate and I was like, I'm going to have my mates back. I don't give a fuck if I'm going to get hit. Shit's going to go down if a woman gets hit. It always does. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, Ended up getting him home. He was staying at our other friend's house. I walked him to the house, inside the house, made sure that he wasn't going to leave. Um, so it was, it was hectic, hectic, hectic time. Yeah. So, alrighty, we can get back to my topics of today. Um, okay. So I've written it all down. Okay. So what I would like to cover is head versus heart. This is a big thing for me and I have fully researched it. I've looked into it. I've asked people. I've had to think about it myself, Um, you know, because a lot of people in a lot of cases are conflicted between their head and their heart. And that is because the head is where we analyse and we have the logic and we analyse all the thoughts. So, you know, that is where we think logically and think of the pros and cons and the do's and the don'ts. But that is also where the fear, that our fear, our brains tend to disguise fear as rational thinking. So you could be scared of commitment. You could be scared of starting a new job. You could be scared of heights, whatever it is. Of course, unless you have like a, a really good reason on why you're scared. Most of the time, our brain disguises fear as rational thinking. So commitment, for example, they, you know, you might be like, I don't know, you know, you're scared of commitment. So that is a fear, but the rational thinking will kick in. And that's a load of shit because, you know, it's just they're disguising fear as rational thinking. Now, our heart is where our true self and higher self lie. This is not me and my opinion, this one here. This is actually something that I have Googled and I looked up. And this is one of the things that I wrote down. They believe that your heart is where your true intentions are. And that is where your true self and your higher self lies. So whatever you want to do, whatever path you want to pursue with a person, with a job, um, with a life decision, your heart is what is telling you what you want to do. 
So obviously, um, like a job, for example, your heart might be like, okay, I really want this job. I can go up in this job. It's my dream job. It's going to be amazing. That is your heart. That is your truest self saying, this is what you want to do. But then your brain kicks in and covers that fear with rational thinking. And it's like, yeah, but you know, if you take this risk, you could lose this. Or, you know, if you do this, you might not be able to handle this. And it just, you know, it hides, hides the fear, um, which I mean, completely does make sense. Um, and when I was looking everything up, one thing that I noticed, which I really want to state is there's no wrong answers. Um, you know, like if you're having trouble making a decision between head and heart, I have trouble between my head and heart all the time. 90% of the time I always go with my heart. Maybe it's because I'm an old romantic. I can't say it was because of how I was raised because I wasn't exactly raised like that, but the again, the pure faith that I have in love, I think I just automatically follow my heart and it's like, well, if it turns to shit, it turns to shit. I will always follow my heart instead of my head. Um, but if you are struggling to decide between your head and your heart, I found some tips. I found some tips <laughs> to help. <laughs> um, so one of the tips I found was that you... Okay, I lost it. Give me a second. Uh, oh my god, I don't know where it went. Uh, I don't think I wrote it down. Pretty sure I did, but it says to make... Oh, here it is. Yeah. So write down a list of your five highest values, five absolute highest values. So if I had to say my five highest values, I probably should have thought about this and wrote this down first. But my five highest values would be love, family, friends, um, love, family, friends, compassion, and loyalty. That is probably my five highest values they're the five things that I value the absolute most um so it says to make a list of the five of your highest values and then make your decisions based on that so you know if you have the same values as me or your values are different no matter what your values are name five and if you are struggling with um whatever decision so work-wise if one of your values is to be successful like your being successful is one of your values. If you are struggling with something, you need to sit down and think, okay, what are my five values? And you look at being successful and you think, okay, cool. Being successful is one of my five highest values. So therefore, this decision, this decision should be easier because I'm aiming to get those five highest values. One of my highest values is love. So obviously, and compassion and loyalty also kind of go hand in hand, I guess. So if I'm making a decision... I'm going to look at my heart, five highest values and I'm going to say, okay, so this ticks three of those boxes and family even. So it ticks four of the boxes and five, I guess, because you are technically going to be friends with the person that you're in love with. Um, so it ticks all five of my boxes. Therefore, it's a no-brainer. Um, what I also found was that the brain seeks pleasure and avoids pain, which makes sense. Because we seek pleasure, whether it's a hobby or a person or a job or um, an addiction or whatever it is, we seek pleasure. We're only human, so therefore we seek pleasure. We seek to be happy, but we also seek to avoid pain, 
which is where the heart and head kind of collide, I think. Um, one of the biggest, biggest things that I found, which I think is awesome, and I never thought about it this way before, but it says to pay attention to your body's physical sensations. And I think that is amazing. Like your physical body. Don't think about your emotions. Don't think about your head. Think about your physical body. Now, I'm going to use love as an example. Again, it could it could go to work, friends, family, whatever it is. But if you, for example, if you are struggling to commit to somebody um, or you're struggling to make that decision to put yourself back out there, put yourself back on, out on the market, you need to sit there or stand there quietly. Close your eyes and really focus on what you want. Focus on what you're contemplating on and take note of your physical sensations that you have. Um, sorry, technical difficulties. I will continue this in the next podcast. <laughs> Okay, sorry about that. Uh, te- technical difficulties. Um, <clears throat> so, as I was saying, to pay attention to body's physical sensations. So, yeah, if you are making a decision, close your eyes, really think about what you're wanting to make the decision on, and take note of your physical sensations. So, <clears throat> I mean, the way that I interpret that is. Um, do you feel calm? <clears throat> do you feel angry? Does your body tense up? Does your body, um, you know, does your body get agitated? Do you feel like, you know, really take note of it and really take that into consideration when you're making the decision. I mean, it, it totally makes sense. And obviously pair that with everything else. Really take note of that, which I think is awesome. And I was going to expand on that a bit more, but I don't know. Don't exactly know where I'm getting at that. Um... Random quote that does relate to this I saw on Facebook, which I want to say, is you're not afraid of new love, you're afraid of old pain, which hit so hard because it's true. You know, a lot of people, they're not afraid of new love. They're not afraid of getting the butterflies and feeling the rush like they do. They're just afraid of having the old pain that they have experienced in the past, which is completely understandable, but that is something that I think we all have to work on. Like 100%. Now, the other thing I wanted to touch on was love languages. I was listening to a podcast and, you know, they brought up love languages. And there is a website that you can go to. If you look up love languages in Google, it's the first one. I think it's called lovelanguages.com. I don't know, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Anyway, so you do a quiz and you can, there are quiz for couples, singles and teens. So you do the quiz and it gives you percentages of your love language. So the different kinds of love language is physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service and receiving gifts. And the questions are um, pretty much you've only got two choices and it will say it's more meaningful to me when. And, you know, it might have a choice of when um, somebody gets me an unexpected but meaningful gift or it's more meaningful to me when I get to spend one-on-one quality time with the person I love. So um, obviously it is relationship-based when it comes to the love language. And I mean, it could be turned into friendship as well, 
which I'll cover in a second. But yeah, so I thought, you know what, stuff it. I want to give it a go. I'd love to see what happens. So mine, for physical touch, I got 32%. It was my highest percentage out of the lot. So obviously physical touch is a big thing for me and, you know, it is. This is not exactly what I thought I'd get, but yeah. So physical touch was at the top and then it went 29% for quality time. 19% 19% for words of affirmation, 13% for active service, acts of service, and 6% for receiving gifts. 6% I love. I totally get that because receiving gifts is awesome. You know, even and it doesn't have to be, you know, an expensive bracelet or a really expensive watch, um jewelry whatever. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift, like not for me anyway. A gift to me is um, receiving something in the mail or, you know, they, they come home from work or they come over to see you and they say, you know, um, I was in the shops and I know that you like this certain type of chocolate. So I got you some, like, it doesn't have to be grand gesture, crazy, expensive gifts. It just, to me, it means more when it is, um, it's personal. Like it's really, really personal. For example, I sent somebody a letter once I sent somebody a letter and in the letter was a key ring. The key ring cost me about $5, I think, if that, but the key ring had meaning to me. It was the fact of no matter how far apart we are, you know, this is a site, this is a show. This is something that shows you for all forever. You can have it with you always that I'm always with you and that I will always love you. It cost me not even $5 and that little gift you know, if roles were reversed, that's something that would mean the absolute world to me. Absolute world. Realistically speaking, I could get a letter in the mail with a flower that somebody had picked. It cost absolutely nothing. They had to pay for a a letter and a post stamp and that was it. They just had to post it, but they picked a flower. That would be something that I would cherish for the rest of my life. But again, 6%, I'm really happy with that because it's not a huge thing for me. It's something that I love and something that I think is amazing, but it's not a huge thing for me. Um, 13% acts of service. Again, um, I think one of the questions was something like, you know, um, they do something that they know you need doing, but you're just too busy to do it. Now, that sort of thing is important. Um, And especially if you're living together, obviously it's got to be like a 50-50 sort of situation where, you know, you want them to clean up after themselves or you want them to clean the house or there might be something that needs fixing. And obviously you have to do the same thing. You can't just expect them to do it all. But that is how I interpret acts of service, Um, which again, I got 13%. So it's not huge for me, but you know, it's up there. 19% I was pretty um, surprised about. I got 19% for words of affirmation. Words of affirmation to me, I thought was really, really important. Um, because words of affirmation is, you know, you look really good today, or I appreciate you. I'm proud of you. Um, you know, I, you know, telling them how much you mean to them. That is something that I love. And that is something that I go out of my way to make sure I do for other people, whether it's friends or family. And especially in a relationship, I'm the type of person that will say, I'm so proud of you for doing that you know, I love you so much, or you look amazing, or, you know, I'm so happy to have you in my life. Words of affirmation mean so much to me. I love giving it, but I also love getting it. You know, one of the best feelings in the world is if you do something, or you've started a new job, or you've said, okay, I'm going to try and do this, and you do it, the best 
reward you can get for that is I'm so proud of you. You know, somebody telling you that they are proud of you for trying or proud of you for doing, it's just, I think it's amazing. So I'm really surprised that I only got 19%. 29% for quality time. Self-explanatory, I mean, obviously you can't always have quality time. There's going to be kids, there's going to be family, there's going to be work, um, social life, whatever it is. So obviously quality time is a must. You definitely do need to have quality time with that person. You need to grow as a as a team, as a couple. So quality time is really, really important, but it's not something that you need a lot of. And 32% with physical touch. I do completely understand that. I don't think I can argue with that because when people think physical touch, a lot of people think sex. But physical touch is, I'm just going to put my hand on your leg or, you know, I'm the type of person that will just come up and kiss you on the cheek or I will just want to hug you, or I'll just have my hand on your leg, or, you know, I love the feeling of touching somebody that I love. Just having that physical touch, knowing that they're there, physically knowing that they're right beside me. Like, I've been known to roll over in the middle of the night. It's stinking hot. You don't want to cuddle because it's just hot and mucky and yuck. But I have been known to roll over and just put my hand on their chest. Fall asleep with my hand on their chest, or my hand on their back, or their arm, just because I I need to touch them kind of just need that physical reassurance that they're there, they're close, they're, you know, so it doesn't surprise me that physical touch is at the top of my list. But I would highly recommend that people go and check it out. You know, um, you can do one for couples, so you can actually do one with you and your partner, which I think would be really, really awesome. Um, Eventually, it's definitely something I would love to do. I love, you know, I was one of those teenagers that did the love tests and the compatibility and, you know, I love the compatibility with star signs. I think they are so accurate sometimes. So the fact that you can do a couples one, I think is awesome. Um, and I did have, when I was listening to the podcast, she had a few questions that people had written into her. And one of them was, can you make a relationship work if your love languages are completely different? And 100%, you know, and she agreed as well. And everything she said was 100% right. And I agree with it completely. Um, you know, it might be, you know, uh, physical touch is one of my highest. Whereas my potential partner, their highest could be receiving gifts, which is not, you know, it's not a bad thing. Like if you, the biggest thing is you need to, um, you need to learn what their love language is, like whether you do this test to know for sure or you don't, you know the person that you're with. You will know what they love, you'll know what they don't love and you, if you learn to know that and you accept that and work with that, then that's fine. Relationships can 100% work. If physical touch is my biggest thing and receiving gifts is somebody else's, it's a case of, you know, if I give them gifts and make them feel loved and make them feel wanted, then they would be more inclined and more happy to give me the physical touch that I need, you know, that I need to be happy Um, and vice versa. You know, if they are giving me the physical touch and they're holding my hand or kissing me on the cheek and making me feel really loved and really wanted, that is going to give me the feeling that I'm going to want to give them gifts. I know it's important to them, so I'm going to want to do that for them. So if you have a partner and your love languages are completely different, you can 110% make that work, like 100%. And on that topic of making things work, I know that my podcasts lately haven't been the most cheerful. 
Um, and I apologize for that. But in saying that, I still have a lot of listeners and the listeners are still going up every day. Um, so first of all, thank you, listeners. I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Um, but, you know, like I said, everybody has down moments. Everybody has, um, you know, they're depressed moments and they have breakdowns and they question everything. You know, I, I honestly believe everybody does that, whether they do it publicly or whether they do it privately. Everybody goes through those moments. And it's probably been in the last, say, 24 hours that I've really realized a lot. I mean, love and relationships and breakups and being single and being turned down or being in a relationship and not getting the things that you want out of it, that shit can be hard and it can bring you down. It can affect your life in so many ways, physically and mentally. I mean, alone, the last week for me has been an absolute roller coaster. I mean, the last two months have been a roller coaster, but the last week in particular has just not been, it hasn't been good. And emotionally, you know, I haven't cried, which is a huge thing for me, but emotionally it's a case of, you know, is this happening? Do I do this? Do I do that? If I do this, could it wreck that? Um, if I don't do this, could it wreck that? You know, there were so many things going through my head. So mentally and emotionally, I wasn't I was confused, but I was more kind of like, oh my God, I don't know. Like I was more numb, but not really numb. Like I was numb in the most painful way, if that makes possible. And physically, obviously, you know, I haven't been sleeping. Um, I've been sleeping on the lounge and I think that's just because, you know, I have a big bed um, and the lounge is smaller and I can fall asleep watching TV out on the lounge. It also doesn't help that it's been really, really hot here. So I've just been sleeping in front of the air conditioner. But I'm the type of person where, um, I mean, physical touch, again, I got 32%. And words of affirmation, 19%. I think the words of affirmation should have been a lot higher because I'm the type of person, especially when it comes to long-distance relationships or even friendships or family, I'm the type of person that kind of needs to know where I stand. Um, I'm the type of person that I'm, I'm a huge, huge overthinker (laughs) and I cannot help that I overthink, but I'm also the type of person that if you, you need to, if you're going to explain something to me, you are better off bluntly putting it out there. Relationship wise, if you do not want to be with me anymore for whatever reason, you know, if it's a reason of, I don't love you anymore or I cheated on you or whatever, that's a really bad reason. Um, if that was the case, then you would just have to say, look, I don't love you anymore. I cheated. It's over. It's not going to work. But if it's a case of you don't want to be with me anymore because you think it's the best thing to do, in that sort of situation, that gives me mixed signals. So you need to kind of be a little bit more specific in the sense of I don't want to be with you anymore. Um, I think you know, I haven't lost feelings. I still feel the same. I just feel like it's going to be better for you. I feel like it's going to be better for both of us if we don't do this anymore. You can't just stop it there. You're going to have to say, so we can't talk anymore. Or so we just have to be friends. Or so we can't sleep together anymore. You need to be really, really specific because I tend to overthink. If you are not specific or if you leave a window open of uncertainty, I'm most likely going to turn around and be like, well, 
okay, you said you didn't want to be with me, but you still loved me. Um, so does that mean we can work it out? Or if you said, yeah, so you really need to be really specific with me. That's just the way that I roll. I can't really help that. Um, but yeah, so everybody has a different way of dealing with things. Um, and yeah, so physically I was just, I slept on the lounge. Oh, that's what my point was. I was pretty much just unsure and I, I live by myself. I have lived by myself a lot. Um, I mean, I have lived with a partner once. We lived together for a year or nearly a year or just over a year. Um, it was around that year mark and even still that relationship as previously stated they were never really home they would go to work throughout the week and then they would go out and pretty much not be home on a weekend either so to me I pretty much still did live alone um you know I had to make dinner for one I had to you know do things for myself I had to cook and clean and fix things and I was kind of just doing things by my roster and the way that I do it so I'm kind of very used to being by myself and I'm okay with being by myself but mentally and emotionally I love oh my god sorry my life is so hectic at the moment I just got a phone call and with the way that I record things if I get a phone call the recording that I'm doing just ends (laughs) it just ends so hopefully this all comes out in one podcast, uh, fingers crossed. I mean, Terry, I know you're listening, so I'm, I'm hoping to get your feedback because I cannot listen to my own podcasts. <laughs> I cannot stand the sound of my own voice. So Terry, if you're listening, which I know you will be most likely this afternoon, message me and say, hey, everything is connected. You are all good. Um, if it's not all connected and it's all mixed mumble jumble, I'm really, really sorry. Um, and I forgot what I was talking about. Um, yeah, shit. Okay, I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, anyway, so go and check out Love Language. Look it up on Google. Um, I think it's lovelanguage.com. Can't be 100% sure, so do not quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And if you want to do it, go and do it. Like, I did it. I thought, stuff it. Let's see what my love language is. And I was really surprised by my answers. But in saying that, it also made a lot of sense. And if you're in a couple, do it with your partner. I mean, and I'd love to hear your feedback on what you and your partner get. Obviously, I can't do the partner one. So, you know, I don't know what it's like. I don't know what it's set out like or what the structure's like. But yeah, give me your feedback. Let me know what you think. Um, and as far as head versus heart situation, like I said, I'm biased. I will always follow my heart. I'm getting a little bit better at kind of letting my head have a little bit of a say, but I will always follow my heart. But apart from head versus heart, what I really want to stress to people, and this is something that I truly, truly, truly believe, and I I don't know if it stems from my faith in love or my, you know, positive attitude, I guess you could say, but, you know, take head versus heart out of it. Take it out, new topic, What makes you happy? What makes you happy and what can make you happy? You could have the most hectic life, you know, um, most hectic life in a good way, as in, you know, you're busy with kids and you've, um, you know, you've got a good job, so you're busy working all the time and you've got house stuff and you've got friends and you've got family, but you're considering a relationship and your life is so busy in so many ways 
but you're thinking about a relationship, you really need to sit down and think, okay, is a relationship with this person what I want? If it is what you want, like doesn't, you don't have to complicate it. I honestly believe that you don't have to complicate it. You literally just sit there and you think, okay, is a relationship with this person what I want? Yes or no? If it is a yes, then you say, okay, how can I make a relationship with this person work? So the first one is a definite yes, no answer. You either want to be with that person or you don't. Fuck all your thoughts, fuck all your problems, fuck all your responsibilities, everything in your life that's going on, good, bad or otherwise. Stop for a second and think, do I want to be with this person? If the answer is yes, then you say, okay, how can I make a relationship with this person work? And sit there and think, okay, my life is really hectic. I do not have a lot of time to give them. Um, You know, I need them to fit in with this. I need a person that can accept this. You know, if you've got kids, obviously you want someone who's going to love and care for care about your kids. You might want a relationship to go really fast. You might be like, look, I want marriage and kids and commitment and I want now and I want it within a year or two. And like, you could want that. That's perfectly fine. If you are stuck on that, then you stick to that. But then you could be the opposite and say, right, I've got so much going on in my life at the moment. You know, I want a relationship, but I kind of need a relationship to be more on the side. It can't be my main focus, but I do definitely want that person to love, that person to love me and care about me and I want to have that extra support. So if you want to do that, you can totally do that. You just need to sit that person down and have a really good talk to them about it. So you'll have either one of two conversations. You'll either look at them and say, right, I want to be with you. Um, I see a life with you. I see a future with you. But I want kids and family and marriage within this time frame. Can you do that? And they're either going to say, yeah, no, definitely. Like, you know, let's, let's, let's work on it. Let's see where it goes. Or they're going to be like, no, wow, that's really fast. If they cannot do it, then get rid of them. They can't do it. You know, it's not going to work. Or you could have the other conversation of, I want to be with you. I want someone to love. I want someone to be here. But I've got so much stuff going on in my life right now that you cannot be the main priority. But you will be a priority. You are important to me. This is important to me. I will work on this, but we're just going to have to work on it one little step at a time. You know, there is no time frame. I don't know when it's going to get really, really serious. But right now, at my point in time, I need you to support me. I need you to love me. I need you to be pretty much, I need you to be my safety blanket, um, which I really like. Um, yeah, so you need... You need them to be your safety blanket. It needs to be, I can't see you all the time, but I will see you when I can. I can't talk to you all the time, but I will talk to you when I can. And I need you to be patient with me. Can you do that? I will love you. I will care about you, but slow baby steps. And again, they'll have one of two reactions. They'll either be like, oh, wow, shit. Okay, no, I definitely can't do that you know, whatever opinion they have, they'll be like, yeah, no, I can't do that. You know, I prefer to take it fast. I can't do the slow thing. I can't be a second choice, you know, can't do it. I'm out. Or if they are right for you, they'll say, okay, cool. I will be your safety blanket. You know, I will be there for you. We can be committed to each other. Take it really, really slow. We'll do it all at your pace until you're ready to go faster. I am there for you. Pretty much the biggest thing is communication. You just need to state exactly what you want. And I think that with everything, good, bad or ugly, you need to just, you need to state it. If you love someone, you say, I fucking love you. 
if you've cheated on somebody and you don't want to be with anymore, be with them anymore. Don't dilly dally. Don't dawdle. Don't be like, oh my God, how am I going to do it? What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? You just grow the fucking balls and you say, I slept with someone else. I don't want to be with you anymore. You know, and yes, it's going to hurt like a motherfucker. And that's most of the time, the reason we don't tell people something or the reason we aren't completely blunt and honest is because we know the conversation isn't going to go well. We know they're either going to get angry or they're going to get upset. So we don't want to talk about it, which is completely fair, but we need to talk about it. And even though it's going to hurt them, you just need to accept the consequences and just be really, really blunt. If you're blunt and you are honest, they can never, ever pin you to be a liar. They can never ever say you led me on or you lied to me or I had no idea because if you are blunt and honest, they have nothing on you, nothing on you. And I know that I have always been blunt and honest. I will not lie to people. Um, and it's a type of thing where, you know, I could absolutely hate on you so bad and you could piss me off, but I will be really, really blunt and honest. And like I've said before, I'm the type of person to say, look, I love you. I want to be with you. I'm willing to make this work. Because at the end of the day, even if they turn around and say, no, fuck you, you're crazy, I don't want you, I can look back on that and say, I was blunt, I was honest, and I literally exhausted every option. Once I've exhausted every option, then I'm done. I call it quits. Absolutely call it quits. I will start off with, hey, we like each other, let's give this a go, you know, and then I will try and give them space. Sometimes that won't work for me, sometimes it will. Um, And then you've got the cases of, oh my God, I am so close to giving up. And then you have some sort of realization of, hang on, I haven't tried this yet. I haven't tried it their way completely. I tried it their way with a hint of my way, but I haven't completely tried it their way. So I will completely try it their way. And then at the end of that, if it seriously doesn't work and I've exhausted all the options, I will give up. I will just stop and think, you know what? I've tried everything and it hurts and it's a long, painful process. But at the end of the day, it's either going to work out really, really well, or I can turn around and say, look, it was so shit, but... I know I did everything that I could and I can't hate myself for that. I can't hate myself for thinking, okay, I tried everything and you need to try everything. If you want a job, you go for it. You apply for that job. You call them up. You go for the job trial. You do everything you can. You work late nights, early mornings, overtime, do your extra research. If you try every single thing you can, but you still lose your job, if you know for a fact that you've tried everything you can, then it's not your fault that you lost lost it. Simple as that. Simple, simple, simple. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I really, really want to stress before I end this podcast is honesty, huge, huge thing. And I honestly believe that anything is possible if you want it, you know, and that when I have children, that is what I'm going to drill into their heads. Anything is possible if you want it, you just have to want it. There is no if, buts or maybes. People complicate things a lot more than they should be. I know things can get hard. Life can get hard. People get new jobs. People can lose their jobs. Um, You know, people can have custody battles over kids. They can have crazy exes. They can have really, really great exes. You know, there's so many, there's so many variables in life and life is never, ever going to be easy. And if you want something, you take it. You absolutely 100% grab it with both hands and you make it work, no matter what it is. You want that job, you go get it. You want that partner, you want that love in your life, you go and get it. You want that friendship, you value that friendship, you go and get it. You know, because life is so, so short and at the end of the day, there's never, ever, ever going to be a perfect time. 
There's never going to be a perfect time to quit your job. There's never going to be a perfect time to fall in love. There's never going to be a perfect time to do anything. You just have to say, okay, I want it. I'm going to get it and we will make a way around it. And the right person, the right partner, the right friend, the right employee, the right situation will work around you. They will work with you and they will work around it and it will just work. You know, it might not be easy. There might be arguments. There might be um, things that you have to give up or things that they have to give up or, or time that you don't want to be wasting. But at the end of the day, love is love. Friendship is friendship. Work is work. It doesn't have to be as complicated as it is. So I really, I want to push everybody, all of my listeners, I want you to try it. Just try taking life by the balls grab the balls and twist them and be like, you know what? I want this. I'm going to go and get it. If it doesn't work, you can say you tried. You can say you did it and you are going to love yourself. You know what? Because you deserve to be happy. You deserve to have that person in your life who loves you and cares for you and is never going to give up. You deserve to have that friend who supports you and loves you and picks you up when you fall and that friend that is never going to leave you. You deserve to have that good job that satisfies you and gives you meaning and makes you want to wake up and go to work every morning. You deserve to have all of that in your life and you can have it. You 110% can have it. So I challenge everyone, I challenge all of my listeners to sit down, write down your five highest values that you have, and then write down a problem that you have. Should I be with this person? Should I break up with this person? Should I take this job? Should I decline this job? Should I quit my job? You know, should I continue this friendship? Should I end it? Like there's so many things that everybody could be struggling with. I want you to write them down or at least one, start off with one. Write it down, look at it. Think about how you feel when you, when you look at it. Think about what your heart says. Think about what your head says. Remember that your head is, oh, what was it? It disguises fear as rational thinking. So you might think you're thinking rationally. So really think about it. Are you thinking rationally or are you just scared? And pretending to be rational about it. And just take the leap. I challenge every single one of you to do, to do that in the next 12 hours, next 24 hours. Think about what you want and just take it. State what you want. See if it'll work. The right person in your life is not going to go anywhere. I can guarantee that. They're not going to go anywhere. It could be really, really hard. And all the other ups and downs and good, bad and ugly, but they're not going to go anywhere if they are right for you. If they are not right for you, they are going to run for the hills And if they run for the hills, you fucking watch them run. Watch them run and be so thankful that they didn't stay because they obviously were not right for you. So go for it. Get that person. Get that job. Keep that friendship. Go get that hobby. Do what you need to do to make yourself happy. That is my biggest, that is my, that is my thing for today. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. I'm so hungover. I need to wash my work clothes so I can go to work tomorrow. Um... And then I'm pretty much just going to relax for the rest of the day because I feel seedy and yuck and just, ugh. So, and you know what? I might do the same. I might write down my five greatest goals and things that I'm struggling with at the moment. And I'm going, I mean, I think I've already decided exactly what I want to do pretty much. Um, But no, everyone does it. Everyone needs to do it. So I challenge you. Let me know how it goes. And again, thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. 
my email is starcrossedopinions at hotmail.com. Email me, ask me questions, tell me your stories. I am an open book um, and I, I appreciate you guys so much. I know I can talk people's ear off and I know I can be dramatic and I know there's probably some things that people hear and they're like, oh my God, Courtney, what the fuck? Like one of my best friends said to me last night, she's like, I listen to your podcast and Courtney, what the fuck are you thinking? Why are you doing this? Like she was in my face and she's like, I need to be on that podcast so I can be in the background and say, no, bitch, wake the fuck up to yourself. <laughs> so yeah, I know people have those opinions and that's fine. Star-crossed opinions. You can have a completely different opinion to me, but I will still value it. I will still listen to it. That is just who I am. Um, okay, so I'm going to let you guys go. I hope that this podcast is all connected and it's all working properly. Um, and I look forward to making another podcast tomorrow. I'm working tomorrow. I want to come up with some awesome ideas to talk about. Um, obviously, my life at the moment is heck tick. So I will no doubt have something to report tomorrow. Hopefully, I'll have something to report tomorrow. Today, I'm hoping to get some news. Um, I don't know if it's going to be good news and I don't know if it's going to be bad news. I'm hoping it's good news. Either way, I'm prepared for either. Like I said, the last 24 hours, I've had a lot of realizations. So I'm prepared for either um, because I know who I am and I know my worth. I know how much I love. I know how much I'm willing to give. I know how much I'm willing to give up and I won't change for anybody. But in saying that, for the people that I love, and the people that are close to me and the people that I care about, I will do anything in my power to keep them in my life on the condition that they want to keep me in theirs. If they do not try, if they do not state that they want me in their life, then that's it. You run, you go, you run for the hills yourself. <laughs> but if they say to me, friends, family, relationships or otherwise, if they say, I want you in my life, you are important, I value you, I love you, then I would literally move mountains to make them happy. Simple as that. Okay, Courtney needs some water and probably some painkillers. So thank you again for tuning in to Starcrossed Opinions. I'm so thankful for every single one of my listeners. Um, you guys mean the absolute world to me and thank you for listening and I can't wait to update you guys tomorrow. I can't wait to talk about some more stuff. It's going to be great. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend or your day or wherever you are in the world. Um, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right. I am over and out. You do you and I will, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.